Welcome to the uh, program. Want to talk to you about Good Ranchers. Now, you know, you could go for traditional meat, really, really yummy, thick, juicy steaks. But why when we could have processed meat? Processed meat, I mean, you know, it started with spam. There's nothing wrong with that stuff. Uh, <laughs> and the first original orders of spam are still on shelves. Uh, still on shelves <laughs> today. It's decades great. Ago. Here's the thing. Uh, good Ranchers is good quality meat. It is really, really good. Um, uh, and you can get it uh, just by ordering it now through Good Ranchers. And the best part is you lock in your price. Prices will go up. Prices will go up. It's uh, GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code Glenn. You're going to save $20 off your box. You're going to get free bacon, great meat, secure price, bonus of $20. GoodRanchers.com. Make sure you use the promo code Glenn. Get all those deals. It is GoodRanchers.com. Promo code Glenn. Oh, there's nothing weird or creepy going on going on in the world at all today. Well, I mean, the the couples who are uh, breeding couples, uh, you know, in Silicon Valley, the, the same people that are working on artificial wombs. You know, that's not it's not like we're living in some dystopian movie where we're all like, don't do that. No, it's nothing like that. Um, by the way, a new target on food. I can't wait to tell you about. We've got another. We've got another. Well, some would call it a staple, but I just think that it. I just look at it as global warming devices. Uh, we've got another target, and it's on your table. And in fact, it's on a lot of people's table. But we got to get. We got to get rid of it. Yes, it's a world full of experts, and we begin in 60 seconds. Here in Texas, we're about to enter summer, which means, you know, you'd be safer if you just had asbestos rub all over your body because it's uh, a little hot here. You can cover your windows now in style for an affordable price. It's at blinds.com. Did you go into the summer? Think about the, uh, the money that you will save by covering those windows. Blinds.com is the easiest way to get the job done, and uh, you can even have them do all the installation at checkout. Or you can do it yourself. You can get help with picking everything out by talking to one of their design experts for free. They'll help you decide the best selection, or you can do it yourself. It's up to you. Everything from classic shutters to outdoor roller shades and a whole lot more. Blinds.com. They have covered 25 million windows and counting. You can rest easy with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. No guesswork, no hassle. 
Blinds.com. Save up to 45% off selected products at Blinds.com. Again, 45% off selected products at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, let me just get this. I, I don't mean the pun here off the table. Uh, but there is something that uh, people tend to consume from time to time that is causing 10% of global emissions of methane. Now, this is a gas that over the last two decades has trapped 80 times as much heat as carbon dioxide. So it's worse. It's worse than carbon dioxide. 80 times worse. Well, scientists uh, are now telling us, experts, that we, we cannot ignore this. It must be eliminated uh, if we are serious at all about reducing greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah, we're not talking about your SUV anymore. We're now talking about something uh, you might have heard of called rice. Now, I hate to point this out, but rice is a staple for about half the world. And rice is cheap and plentiful. And rice keeps people alive for about half the world. But, uh, you know, it's, it was something that's really, you know, from the 16th century. Uh, it, was, uh, it arrived in South America. And, you know, outside of Asia, Brazil is the largest rice producer. And rice grows in warm, wet climates. And, you know, you got to have that waterlogged soil. And boy, what happens? What happens? Methane. So we got to stop eating rice. Now, may I ask a uh, quick question? When are we going to start calling these uh, climate change uh, people killers? When, when are we going to actually admit out loud and say, if you are part of this climate cult that is for now that let me let me define this, not people who agree that global warming is happening or want to save the world, but the part of the cult that will say we've got to get rid of rice, uh, we've got to go zero emissions by uh, 2030 or we're all going to die. These people are going to kill millions of people and i don't i just don't know what it's going to take before people start going oh yeah we shouldn't listen to those people those aren't experts those are crazy people crazy people let me give you a, another expert story and this this one should say everything for you because if you don't start saying those things now it's only going to get harder and then you're going to be out um, a few weeks ago, we had uh, Dr. Eric Henson on. He's a guy from Texas who lost his medical license through the Texas Medical Board because he refused to obey the mask mandate in 2021. Now, he is an expert. He is an ear, nose and throat doctor. He knows that wearing masks most times can become harmful to his patients. 
He knows that every study concludes a cloth mask is ineffective at preventing the spread of a respiratory virus. Because of this, he didn't wear the mask. He didn't force his his, uh, patients to wear a mask. And he was reported. And the Texas Medical Board suspended his license. Then he was on this program. And uh, apparently a lot of people called the Texas Medical Board. And lo and behold, what happens? The Texas Medical Board are like, "Uh, you can have your license back. Here it is. Job well done, right? Well, if it wasn't for ESG, the hospital that he worked at, the UT Health East Texas Jacksonville Hospital, has informed Dr. Henson that his hospital privileges have been suspended indefinitely. Oh, and his insurance company has also dropped him. So he had his his license suspended, and then when you, because you now have to be the police, there is no guard of anybody's rights anymore. You have to guard those rights because you heard about it, and you said, this is wrong, and you called. The government agency said, oh, you know what? We need to be reelected. You're right. You are so right. But then their henchmen in the public-private partnerships, they took care of business. Because you won't stand against these people. When government... When the government can't get away with its tyrannical, unconstitutional action, that's when the public-private partnership comes in. This is ESG. And if you don't stand up against it now, and we don't get our government under control, this is what it will be like with you from here on out. Let me just show you what the process is. The administrative state, either at uh, local or state or federal authorities, they'll make up a new law. Okay, administrative state will make up a new law. We're seeing this happen over and over and over again. And the Supreme Court keeps overturning the administrative state's laws because you can't do that. But you can't. The courts can't keep up with these people because they don't care. So they just keep passing them. And even if they're overturned, they've already done all the damage. All of it. We, if, the, if Congress, which the GOP has been hijacked long ago by progressives, but if they don't get rid of those progressives and take a stand and win this budget fight, This is going to continue to get worse because the reason why it's allowed to stand is because Congress has given the purse strings to the president by not passing a budget. They have no control over any of the money and the administrative state can shift it anywhere they want, do whatever they want. And Congress can't stop them. We are in a place where we have a dictatorial role for the president. And here's what happens. Elites will find a problem that they want to solve. 
but they're not really trying to solve the problem. They're trying to gain more power and control over you. So in this case, it was COVID. Oh, we got to solve that problem. Wear a mask. They pass a mandate. What was that? Was that about health? Maybe at first. I'll give everybody a benefit of the doubt at first on COVID. But it quickly became clear this was about compliance. You will comply. And things went crazy. They passed a mandate, which they can't do. And once people come to their senses and realize the truth of, in this case, the masks, that they do nothing and actually can make things worse, the real damage, the human damage, has already been done because of the public-private partnership with big tech and media. Big tech and media get their marching orders from the government. So whatever the agency says, you'll do this. This is what needs to happen. The media falls in line and they enforce it. And then social media compounds it because that social media can go after you, where the mainstream media can only kind of go against the public or the uh, private citizen. It can only stick people out like me or this doctor because he becomes a public figure. But you, they don't have time. But social media has all the time in the world. All they have to do is just start by putting out, hey, this is a, we're not sure about this source. We're not sure if this person is telling the truth. So then when the damage is done, the media has destroyed the reputations of anyone who stood against, you know, what we all now, now know is correct. But no one is held accountable. None of the perpetrators of that character assassination has to pay. There, there's, there's the perpetrators. They don't even run for cover. They're not afraid. They just move on to the next thing where they're going to destroy careers. Because they control all of the levers. Justice in America is not about justice anymore. In this ESG world, justice only comes in the form of a fist if you disagree or stand against the power. Look at what's happening with transgenderism. It is perfectly logical to say, I don't want transgender dancers or strippers who are their regular sex in the classroom. It is totally logical and reasonable. But you're destroyed if you actually try to stand for that because the media, social media, the public-private partnership takes care of you and destroys you and tries to make you into something and, and, and make you sound like you're saying something that you're not. So the government agencies, after they've destroyed you and then been corrected, and then the media and social media has destroyed you. They don't run. They don't correct. Now the government is embarrassed and defied, and they must exact a price. So now you playing the role of the police rise up, force the committee or the commission or the agency to drop the case. They do, but it's still not over because it's ESG. Now the private partners 
in the private-public partnership, step to the plate. The local hospital, which may or may not be getting heat from their out-of-controlled boards or AMA or somebody else, but they know uh, we're part of that system. Somebody knows we better play ball. They drop it. And then perhaps they've already, you know, maybe they're just a hospital that already has said, you know, these people who say we shouldn't mutilate children. You know, they're crazy. We got to get those doctors out. Maybe these are the hospitals that have already said, you know, should we even have to treat people who don't play by the rules? I mean, after all, they're grandma killers. And as if that's not enough, the insurance company now needs to cancel your insurance because, you know, ESG and stuff, you're a risk. And if you stand up a second time, social media is going to attack and smear you. This is all to weaken support for you and to teach others not to stand with you. You know what this is? This is the Chinese model, except they have it in an app. If somebody is on the outs with the public-private partnerships in China, you get a text. You are not allowed to be within X number of feet from that person who is currently on the crap list. You can't talk to them. Otherwise, you're a problem. And the process becomes the punishment. IRS, ATF, FBI. They can not only impoverish you, but they also send the signal that you're even more toxic than you thought before. And if you try to get a lawyer, good luck, because their firms have ESG scores as well. Their clients, they might lose those clients if they represent a a rebel like you. And if the FBI doesn't seize your bank account, your bank just may cancel it because, again, your business, you're a risk to them. Same with insurance. You don't even need to be a criminal anymore. You will comply. May I suggest that if you think that this system has got to stop, you not only fight it at the state level in your state, make sure you are stopping E, S, and G, and you have control of your state ent- uh, entities and agencies. If you're in Texas, I wouldn't mind if you called the um, UT Health East Texas Jacksonville Hospital and uh, tell them politely that you think Dr. Uh, Henson should be reinstated. The number is 903-541-5000. That's 903-541-5000. This is a hospital that even though he's had his license um, put back into place, because he was right, they kicked him out. Also, Texas legislature, call them. Demand the legislation SB666 to protect doctors like Dr. Henson is passed. All right, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Uh, Ramon uh, wrote in about his wife's experience with Relief Factor. He said, I ordered Relief Factor for my wife, and all I can say is it really works. Her pain level has dropped off dramatically. She's not only able to get around the house easier, but her pain level is so much more manageable. Thank you. 
It's making a huge difference in my wife's day-to-day ability to live a more normal life. Ramon, thanks for writing in. You sound like a good husband. Try the three-week quick start. It's $19.95. It's a trial pack, not a drug, but it was developed by doctors. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. I'm one of them. I never thought this would work for me. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Or call 800 the number 4 relief. 800 the number 4 relief. Or ReliefFactor.com. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. So did you see what's happening now with the, all the experts? They're just doing whatever they want, and they don't answer to anybody. So, you know, Whitmer had this uh, up in Michigan. She had this Chinese company come in, and they're an EV company. And it's a communist company. And she's given all kinds of taxpayer uh, money to this Chinese communist company. Well, now we find out that, um, you know, one of the key minerals that we need uh, in lithium ion batteries uh, would be lithium. And so uh, we now find out that the uh, Chinese company uh, is going to be looking like they're going to get their lithium uh, from the Taliban. Thursday, last Thursday, executives of the Chinese company met with Afghan Minister of Minerals and Petroleum. He's a senior leader of the Taliban. He offered a $10 billion investment for access to Afghan's lithium deposits. The company was identified as Goshen, the company that Whitmer's giving all the money to. So not only did we give the airport to China, cost us billions of dollars to build, but this was the other thing that was suspected why Biden would do this as a gift to China because of the lithium deposits. So we strengthen them. Now we're bringing that communist money working with terrorists into Michigan. Boy, if you haven't joined an activist group, you really, really need to. The Glenn Beck Program. Have you heard the phrase, happy wife, happy life? I mean, it's true. And don't, kids, don't ever forget that that's true. Here's another one for you. Happy feet, life is sweet. I just made that one up on the fly here, but I think it's pretty true. My pillow is having a massive closeout sale. Use my promo code Beck, and you'll get the all-season slippers for just twenty-five bucks. This is usually a hundred and fifty dollars under forty-nine ninety-eight, which means you're getting over a hundred and twenty bucks in savings. My slippers, amazing four-layer design that you're just not going to get from any other slipper. They're patented layers that ensure extra comfortability and durability, which means you can wear them anytime, anywhere. Your feet are going to love them. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Grab a pair of all-season slippers for 25 bucks. Limit 10 pairs per checkout. I'm buying Christmas gifts. 
Uh, enter the promo code BECK or call 1-800-966-3117. Get this offer now, MyPillow.com. I think it's a good time to sign up to Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. You know, I think it's really important that we all draw our lines. We all we all look at what's really happening uh, and what's affecting our decisions to stand or not stand. Um, you know, some people just just won't do it and they're on our side and, you know, it's fine. I'm not going to judge anybody. Um, but others are doing it because they just don't want the hassle. They don't want to be unpopular. They want to fit in. And this is what's, this is what's happening uh, in our classrooms. Our kids are learning from this. And it's normal. You, especially in this society, kids want to be noticed. They want to be special. They certainly don't want to be out of the cool kids club. I've been out of the Cool Kids Club my entire life. Would I like to be in the Cool Kids Club? Sure. Do I care? Uh, at this point, I mean, if I cared, I'd probably lose a few LBs. But nope, don't care. Okay? However, I want to show you how insidious this is. Because it is natural to feel this way. I was just rejected as a member uh, at a at a club. Mm. Now I, I I've lived in this neighborhood forever. I, I I passed on the membership when we moved in because you know you get a golf member and I don't play golf and I don't hang out at country clubs. No thank you. So Tanya and I just passed on it. Never even thought of it until recently, maybe two years ago. And, uh, you know, usually things go quickly, but no, because there's a couple of people that disagree with me politically. And so I jumped through extra hoops and had extra meals with extra people and ask, you know, they question my integrity and everything else. And I just about lost my mind during that. But I thought, you know what? I just want it because I have so many meetings now at our dinner meetings. Tanya doesn't trust anyone. So we don't ever have anyone over at the house ever uh and it drives me nuts but okay so we can't have anybody over the house so if i want to have a business meeting i have to drive into dallas or if i have something where it's you know kind of a friend but not you know not a friend not like you Stu, that she will let in the house Ooh, I'm on the list. I want to have dinner, and I want to have it, like, I, I'd like to just be able just to walk there. Yeah, and close by. Yeah, sure. Not have security and everything else. So when they rejected me, what, a couple of weeks ago, I found myself caring all of a sudden because now I wasn't in the Cool Kids Club. <laughs> now I've been rejected from the Cool Kids Club. Mm. That only made me, you know, want to build a 500 foot flagpole in the property that I happen to own right on the other side of the fence of that club and fly the biggest freaking pirate <laughs> flag you've ever seen. But, uh, 
you know, the, uh, my better angels occasionally, uh, uh, you know, uh, help me out a bit. But anyway, um, this is so normal. And if it's happening to somebody like me where I'm feeling that and I hate it. Wait, what's normal? The, just the f- wanting to be to fit in. Mm. OK, that's what's happening with our kids. Culture is being jammed down their throat, not only in the school by the school teachers, you know, and all of the all of all of the stuff that's going on in their schools, but also all throughout social media. You can be special. You can be recognized. You can be protected in a in a in an even more special class than just a kid if you're trans, bi, whatever. Right. And it gives you special status. Exactly that you're right. Probably desiring for other reasons. And I think between that and the fact that kids, I mean, I would have done this when I was a kid. I would have said, you know, yeah, I'm a turtle today. If if you had to, because I would just love being able to have that control over the teacher, because that makes you popular, because you're the one that can, you know, I got a little power over the teacher. Oh, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. I would absolutely. I would. I would request the school to build me turtle tunnels that oh I'd have my to gosh. Climb, crawl through. Absolutely. From class to class. I mean, I can remember every other week. Or so there would be some cause at our school that people would walk out for and there would be this big protest and the local paper would come and say students united today for blah 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 cause and I say blah 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 cause because I never knew what the cause was nor did I ever care what I knew was we were walking outside of the school in a direction that was not to math class. See I grew up in a time where we had a bunch of nuns in black habits. Mm-hmm. And you're not getting past them. <laughs> no, you're you're walking not out. walking out. Nope. Not walking out. You you have a child. What what grade is she in, Sarah? She's a freshman in high school. Gosh, I can't believe that. That, that does not seem possible. So <laughs> what is she seeing in her school? So she was telling me the other day that uh, you are allowed to pick your pronouns. You're allowed to pick a new name. You're allowed to, a new identity anytime you want. Anytime, not just at the beginning of the year. Well, I think it's day by day. I mean, it has to be like the day before or that day or whatever. Oh, so tomorrow I'm coming as a dinosaur. Well, there's bunny and bunny self. There's what? Wait. Bunny. 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 Like like Easter bunny bunny? Mm -hmm. Bunny Mm -hmm. and bunny self. Right. So when you talk about yourself, you would refer to bunny self. But the teacher has to call you bunny. And that's not a name change. That is a... That's... a yeah, pronoun change. Yeah, the pronoun is bunny. Identity. Let's ask right. for the bunny. Let's ask. What if there's more than one bunny in the class? I, my yeah. gosh, I would have had a field day with this. Oh my this. gosh, oh I my would God. have been torturing Look my at this. teachers with this. Look I know at I how cha- this is an agent <laughs> of chaos. You know, chaos does not come from any place good. Can you imagine being a teacher and and the kids that are just screwing with you? Well, that's the thing. The teachers have to abide by it or they get fired or some sort of suspension. So when you go in and you say, I'm they, them, but the teacher says, hey, you or he, she, they get in trouble. And kids can change their names, can change their identities, whatever they want. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. This is, you know what? Have you seen the latest that just came out on Dylan Mulvaney? He wrote a few years ago. This is 2021. Um, he said, I'm a trans non-binary actor and I've had trouble finding roles. So my friend wrote me a femme character in a commercial. The guy 
the, the, what he's doing now is acting. This he is claims to be non-binary and trans. Maybe is you know he thinks he is. Maybe that's legitimate. It seems legitimate. But the, what he's doing when everybody's like he's making fun of girls. That is a character role he's playing. Why? Because he wanted a job. He wanted to be popular. That's all this is. That's all this is. And so when you stand up against it, you get slammed down by the bullies in class. So every time that you ever had a bully in your life and you just like, you know, just, just leave it alone. You trained yourself to just leave it alone. We've got to train our kids to not just leave it alone. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to stand. I've, I've said for years, you're going to college, just get the degree, leave it alone, get the degree. No, no, absolutely I was wrong. What do you mean you say no? So you don't. Uh, speak out against these things. Yeah, just just, just, just be write quiet, the paper get the that you know you're going to get the degree. Just move on. No, mm. it is more important to protect your your uh, integrity muscles. You train mm. yourself that I'm not going to use those. I don't have to use those. No, you need them now more than ever. You must take stands because. It's getting weaker and weaker. Look what's happening. Well, how did, in 1933, the churches almost dropped the Old Testament within six months of Hitler. He said, you know, a lot of Jewish stuff there. Uh, okay. The churches voted and almost dropped the Old Testament. Why? Because they had already been infiltrated. They had already played along, gotten along, didn't stand up for anything, didn't stand up against what was going on in this. You know, it's like one guy, uh, he was an archbishop, I think. This one guy was the guy who stood up and said, you know, we shouldn't probably be killing our kids and calling them undesirables and and killing out of mercy. I don't think that fits one guy. And he wasn't popular. Once you lose that, look what's happening. Why do you think Catholic Church is being infiltrated? Why do you think that is? To sow the seeds of distrust? To sow the seeds of, of, I don't know, something else? To make sure it stays in line? They're training you. And it's natural to want to be left alone, and just be in the cool kids club. You know what? We were born at a time where we don't get that privilege. We instead get the privilege of standing up for what is right and true. That's much better than any stupid club. LifeLock might have been a hard thing to face, but the simple truth is there are people out there, both willing and able, to steal from you. We refer to them as the government, usually in this month of April. But there are also cyber criminals who are a lot less dangerous, but easier to protect against. I wish there was a, uh, a LifeLock that, you know, would protect me from the government. 
Oh, wait, that's, wait, what is that stupid, old, dusty phrase? Governments are instituted among men to protect those rights. Oh, wow, that's weird. They should be doing that themselves. Anyway, I was talking about uh, your online life. LifeLock can help secure that. Nobody can secure everything. Uh, but I think they're the best in the business. They have the restoration team. If something does happen to your information, and I'm telling you, with AI, you're going to see hacking into your stuff double overnight. You're going to need LifeLock. 25% off your subscription to LifeLock now. Join now. Save 25%. Use the promo code Beck at 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code Beck. Save 25%. LifeLock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. The Glenn Beck Program. How well do you hold up in a crisis? How about a medical crisis? If an accident happens, are you the one that's like helping or are you the one running away? Well, am I the one one who's lost the leg? Because if I lost the leg, I'm probably not helping. I'm probably screaming a lot. We all know you're the one that would cause the accident and then you'd walk away and tell someone else to handle it. That's how that plays out. (laughs) Is it? Yes, I think so. Um, Now, look, if you are the type of person who wants to help and want to, you know, you don't want to be the, you want to be the anti-Glenn in this particular situation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Having a little bit of training, the right tools uh, at hand can really make a big difference. To do this, you need a life-saving first aid kit from MyMedic. They have the best out there. They're packed with innovative products that can help from everything from a basic cut to traumatic injury from a car accident, even a gunshot wound. And this is not your typical first aid kit. This does a lot more. If you don't have yours yet, go to MyMedic.com slash Beck. Save 20% on a life-saving first aid kit today. These kits have some of the most innovative products you've ever seen. We're talking about the the best uh, life-saving trauma equipment available. Things like tourniquets, chest seals. All this stuff to stop bleeding and really take care of a massive, massive problem. MyMedic first aid kits ship free. They are built in the USA and they're backed by a great lifetime guarantee. Uh, and it's a great company as well. Uh, their mission is empowering your safety and it comes with free training as well. Please go to MyMedic.com slash Beck. It's 20% off right now. MyMedic.com slash Beck. Welcome to the Glenn Beck. Stu and I were just we're talking off air and by definition, if we are followers of God, we should know we're never going to be popular. <laughs> we're never going to be popular. And in America, it has been popular to be a Christian. It's been fine. And that's why we're so soft on it. Cause we're ne- we were never challenged. Well, now we are. And so we have to, we have to say, Oh, was, was this a, I hate to use this, a country club or was this, is it? Did I go because I actually believe it and I'll stand up for it? But you're never promised you're going to be. In fact, you're promised you're not going to be popular. Yeah, you're promised that there's going to be all sorts of challenges to your human instinct, right? Yeah. Every human wants to partake in earthly pleasures, and you're not supposed to do that, right? Every every human every human wants uh, you know. Easily provable evidence, right? Like you want to be able to see something, and 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 in a way, faith is a challenge to that. It's it's everyone wants to be able to see and touch and and prove things, and you're taking a leap of faith. That's not easy for human beings to do. And this is the same thing. Like everyone wants acceptance. Everyone wants to to be adored. Everyone wants that adoration that's that comes with being popular and cool. 
And, the, you know, look, the teachings are very clear here that you're probably not going to get that. That's not really going to be – the whole point here is you're supposed to be standing up. I mean, the thing's kind of based on a guy who wound up getting crucified over these types of things, right? right. Like, it's kind of right. – He wasn't you know, up there going, man, uh, I was trying to be cool. Right. Like, Why won't you let me into your club? <laughs> it's taking a stance right. that you know to be unpopular – you know, we get these challenges sometimes around elections where we're we're uh, asked uh, by many and particularly in the political realm to do things that we might know from uh, past teachings and lessons and and you know faith beliefs that are not really the thing we should be doing. And we're told, well, we need to do it to win this election. No. And you know what? Like that's the type of thing that the faith is supposed to cure, right? Like you're it if, is. if you're executing that faith you still do what you believe to be the right thing, even if it counts as a loss. But see, we have, a loss as big as hanging on a cross was we, kind of the basis yeah, of this. I know. We, we, uh, we have so expertly been relegated, and we've done it ourselves, relegated our faith out of everything. Yeah. I'm not looking yep. for the Pope. No, neither am I. I mean, some of the popes have been really bad. I'd like to stay away. <laughs> this current Pope, I'm definitely not looking for the Pope. Um, but... We we don't care anymore about lies Mm -hmm. in government. They are lying under oath. They are lying to our face. And we all know it. The Democrats and Republicans and independents, we all know it. But we're like, ah, where's our where's our faith in action? My father said to me, I was uh, was going to back to school and I was going to study philosophy and theology. And he said, oh, philosophy. Is it uh, applied philosophy or is it uh, mental, you know, masturbation philosophy? <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? And he said, when philosophy is just meant for thoughts, it's garbage. When it is meant to figure things out on how best to uh, work in the world with other people and figure out how to make things better, then it's applied. You can apply it. But which are you studying? And I was like, the application, because I want to be a better person. He was like, good, good. And I thought about that. That's, That's with everything. It's with everything. Are we applying our faith? Or are we just sitting there on Sunday? Because if you don't apply it all the time, it's uh, it's not applied faith. My Patriot Supply. You don't have to be a full-blown prepper to understand and appreciate the need for at least some preparation against times of disaster and hardship. Considering this, I have stuff from My Patriot Supply. I am not a prepper. No, nope. <laughs> anything over a few no. weeks is I'm showing up at Glenn's house. Oh, That's yeah. basically my. Yeah, plan. I'll be so far gone by then. You only. I'll, I'll be you. a ghost. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, my Patriot Supply. Be ready for times uh, where you know we might have to live through, and they may not be as bad as you know we think. Hopefully, it's not. I try to imagine the worst so that I'm prepared for everything else. Is like, wow, this is a vacation. It's nothing like I thought. Right now, you can get a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system. It's almost 300 bucks, 
as a bonus when you buy one of their three-month food kits you'll get that uh water filtration system which is absolutely fantastic please don't put this off take advantage of this offer get one of these for each of your family members mypatriotsupply.com mypatriotsupply.com Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, yesterday, we talked to an FBI agent who, you know, is a straight arrow kind of guy. Stood up, is like, I, I'm, I, I can't take COVID vaccines, and also I'm seeing some bad things happening here at the FBI. He became a whistleblower, and the FBI just turned on him. Uh, he's a really brave guy. Yesterday, we were talking to him because. I, was, I didn't know for sure, but I thought his father was also involved in something with the FBI and ATF, and I wondered how any of this played. His dad was, I think, a vice president or uh, something. He was he was the head of a station here in, in uh, Dallas, KRLD, and uh, they were reporting on Waco. And... David Koresh wanted to have messages put out on KRLD in exchange for children and, you know, him, uh, you know, just walking out peacefully. It didn't happen, but the the conversations happened and David Koresh did go on the air. And I wondered, what did dad's thinking about that whole situation, did that play into his son wanting to be an FBI agent? And his son, who who grew up with a dad who had to have been thinking, what are the what's the moral thing to do? What what is the right thing to do here? Uh, so we have his dad on today, and he's coming in 60 seconds. Getting yourself and your family out of debt has always been important, but I think you'll agree it's more crucial now than ever before. Whatever is coming down the pike at us, it's it's coming pretty fast, and you don't want to be saddled with a bunch of debt when it gets here. You need to cut out the payments where you're spending an unnecessary extra amount of money, like credit cards. You are paying probably 15 to 20% too much every single month. Credit cards are variable interest, and it's this, this gravy train is going to end and become very, very financially punishing to many people. Please don't let that happen to you. There is one solution that uh, I'd like to mention here. It's from American Financing. They are saving people just like you now an average of $700 a month. Plus, you could end up being able to delay on two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. Consolidation loan. Not right for everybody, but just find out if it's right for you. 
American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Charlie Serafin, uh, the station manager, former station manager, uh, at KRLD News Radio here in uh, Dallas during the Waco tragedy, which happened 30 years ago this week. Charlie, welcome. How are you? Good morning. It's my fault. I'll take full responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> so this must have been really hard. I, I know that we uh, wanted to do a special on Waco, and the Branch Davidian said they'll do it, as long as we run uh, an hour from their perspective uh, and we started looking into, you know, what the, some of the details on what they wanted and it just wasn't acceptable to us. Uh, so we yeah, didn't, good, we good, didn't do good it. Good choice on your part. Yeah. Good job. It wasn't really a hard stretch on that one. It's a, but you, when you were at KRLD, you had children being held hostage and we all saw that train wreck coming. Uh, how did this, how did this happen with David Koresh and what were your thoughts during it? Yeah, probably not as much as I saw the train wreck because, um, I try to cut through it and I know we have limited time. So we got a call into the newsroom that evening, the evening of the shootout and a, uh, one of the young producers came out and said, we got a guy on the line claims he's calling from inside the compound. And I said, man, I better take it because my first thought was, this is a prank. It's a fraternity somewhere, you know, SMU or something. And some people are going to have some fun with a, you know, a, a serious situation. So I got on the phone, started talking to the guy. The guy was Steve Snyder. I could tell from his accent, he was from Wisconsin. I'm from Wisconsin. Um, his accent was stronger than mine. And we, at, we come to find out after the fact, he grew up about 45 miles from where I did about the same time I did. I think he might have been a couple of years older. So anyway, we're having a chit chat and I'm trying to ask him questions. Hey, what's going on in there? How many wounded do you have? How many children? What's the deal? Why don't you let the children out? What, you know, and he's very unresponsive because he says, well, I really can't answer that. David would have to answer that. Well, I can't answer that. David would have to answer that. So he kept deferring to David, but, uh, and finally he just said, well, here, I'll just, and then he handed the phone over to David. So now I'm talking to David Koresh and I know it's David Koresh because I've heard his voice on CNN. He did an interview earlier in the evening. And as we're talking, um, he is he is unresponsive. He just goes into a ramble, and it's a biblical-sounding kind of language with a lot of thous and and theys and shalls yeah. and and you know it's got right. lts on the end of the words and all that. But he's not really he's not really there, and he keeps talking about himself in the past tense. The birds of the field shall eat upon the flesh of the lamb, and blah, blah, blah. and he he's going on and on and on about being the lamb, and about being wow. dead. And I'm going, man, this guy is suicidal. And I, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I've dealt with a lot of nutcases in my life. You know, we're in media when we have the opportunity, and he was he was so far out there, and and he just was really tightly wound. 
And so after about 45 minutes of trying to talk him off the cliff with a lot of funny little nuances in between, only the second half of, or maybe the last 10 minutes of the conversation was recorded because I'm on a business line. They called in on a business line and we can't put that line on the air. We had to transfer him over in order to do it, uh, which we did uh, ultimately. But somebody brought me one of those little suction cups. If you think back 30 years oh ago. Oh my and gosh. Stuck, and so you could record it. Yeah, so we could record it, and the recording was terrible quality, but um, someone transcribed it after the fact. So I have a little bit of our private quote conversation, and I'm, again, I'm like a counselor. I'm just saying, like, yeah, but you don't have to die, and what about all your followers, and, it's, you know, it could be okay, and what about the children, and let's let some more children out, okay? And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm trying to be as uh, conciliatory as I can, and we put him on the air for a little bit, and he, again, he launched into his biblical gibberish, I would call it. And, um, and then the rest is history. And people know most of those stories, but uh, what I have to share with you, Glenn, is just kind of bizarre. When you re- live through a traumatic experience, and it was a traumatic experience I for me. I had, I, you know, I had, I've, I'd interviewed some FBI agents and I'd seen them at the scene of crimes and I covered a lot of stories and stuff like that, but I never had FBI agents calling me at my house in the middle of the night. And I never had the code words with ATF so we could make sure it was really them. And I had never been involved and I'd never been attacked by the journalism community, which the, you know, American society of professional journalists and the Columbia which, journalism review and all these people. And they're all going like, Oh, these terrible people, they inserted themselves into the story. How could the government, you know, how could the media work with the government? Now, I mean, is, in it, today's world, isn't that a laugh? I mean, really? I, it's, it's incredible to me, especially at that time, because I, I know your record. You started at KFRC, worked at K101, uh, KCBS, uh, KNX. I mean, you're a news guy when news guys were news guys. Yeah, it's almost an embarrassment to have that affiliation now because yeah. um, if you tell somebody, you know, you're a news guy, they just, you know, they run. And I don't yeah. blame them because I have the same feeling. It's like, wh- how did I have a, we could do a whole program on how it happened because I have a really good theory on journalism school and the concept mm-hmm. of objectivity. But we don't, that's not today. Today is the 30th anniversary, but something I wanted to share with you. So I went through this traumatic experience. And afterwards, and I, we got literally hundreds of letters from people. And uh, I'm going to give you an example. Here's a postcard holding it in my hand. I took it out of the box last night. My wife said, you need to open the box. I said, I don't, I don't know. And she said, open the box. It's a moving box full of stuff, just junk, just all, everything thrown in there. It says, David, you have made about all the points you can make. So I command you and all your people to come out peacefully. Signed, God. <laughs> a desk to David Koresh care of the radio station. And uh, there was, there, there's so much of that stuff. Oh my People gosh. Don't realize how the world, the outside world and from all over the country and foreign countries, People sent us stuff because they had an idea. Here's a, here's a tape of my past, my favorite sermon from my pastor. Just play this for him and he'll come out. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> so Have you, can, can we get some of that off the air conversation from, from you? I'd, I'd love to be able to play some of that on the air. 
Well, I have some of the on-the-air conversation, but the off-the-air conversation, the tape is, it, it may be one of the cassettes in the box. I don't know, because there's some that are not labeled. But I have a transcript of it. And then I found, I just found a lot of, a lot of real, there's a lot of stuff that I would say is funny because it probably wasn't funny at the time that people were sincere in trying to solve the problem. Um, I found a letter from a guy from New Jersey who wrote to the president of NBC news on my behalf. I don't know who he is. I didn't, you know, I I had no relationship. And he told them that uh, the guy was name was Michael Gartner at the time. And I did two days of interviews with Brian Gumbel on live. And that was difficult because he kept asking me about his, you know, David's state of mind. And I didn't want to say the guy's a nutcase and he's suicidal because Uh, I, I was afraid he would be listening and that would be enough to set him off. And the next thing you know, we'd see flames coming out the windows. And when you saw how it ended, um, what were your thoughts about ATF and FBI? Well, my thoughts about ATF were consistent from the beginning, just because of my personal exchange interchanges with them. I had an ATF agent come into my office and say, give me a tape, a copy of the tape of the interview you guys did a couple nights ago. There were fugitives that were on the run and they were outside uh, Davidians that were outside the compound and they were all scattered. They were running as fast as they could, but they would stop at pay phones or at friends phones or whatever, and call into the overnight show at the radio station. Wow. And when they, and when and then we would run tape on it and I had those tapes and I knew that eventually somebody come for him. So this ATF guy comes in and says, give me a copy of the tape of so-and-so. And I said, hey, I got it right here on my desk. Give me a subpoena. And he goes, well, come on, man, help me out here a little bit. Give me, you know, I don't need, I said, no, it's our station policy. I've got it right here. It'll take you 10 minutes. You can get a judge to give you a subpoena. It's not a big deal, but that's our process. And please, you know, I've been helping you guys out and following your process. Help mine. And, oh, come on, man. He goes, you know, even the bank down in Waco, they released all of his banking records to us without a subpoena. Wow. That's a federal crime. It is. And here's a, here's a, here's a government agent sitting in my office telling me that he's he's confessing to a crime. And I, and at the time, even I knew that. And I went like, man, you guys are some dumb, you know what? And so it's like, okay. The, the other thing that was funny, and this is a sidebar that's not part of any Netflix documentary that no one ever heard. When the ATF first started calling in again, I was real concerned about pranks and about false information and everything. Cause we, you don't get in that situation very often where you're a participant in the actual story. So I told the first ATF guy that I talked to, the agent in charge, I said, look, here's the deal. We have to have a code. So when your agents call in that I know they're legitimate, you may need something quick like, hey, say this or do this or whatever, because we got you know somebody in the crosshairs or we're about to do this. or I don't know what you're going to do. It doesn't matter. But we got to have a code. So he says, OK, we'll give you our Social Security numbers. I'm telling the truth. So the, the ATF, the ATF agents would call the radio station and say, this is agent Smith. Social security, da, 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 right. That was the code and they did it. So when the FBI came in and took over, and this is one of the reasons my son probably went into the FBI is that there's so much more buttoned up than the ATF, right. the FBI guy. So the agent in, in charge, uh, I think it was Jeff Jamar. He, he calls and I go, look, uh, you know, we're doing this deal with the ATF and uh, we got to have your 
social security numbers have your agents identify themselves and he just started laughing he just laughed so hard and he went like i don't think so (laughs) and i thought well good for you so he said we'll we'll give you our birthdays so he started rattling you know that agent would say this is agent uh seraph and then then my birthday is uh 11 blah 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 so so i was funny do you charlie do you have a second to hang on for uh just a couple more minutes Oh, sure, yeah. Okay, good. I, I'm here as long as you need me. All right, uh, let's uh, take 60 seconds and then uh, back with uh, Charlie Serafin. It is the 30th anniversary of the raid on Koresh and the Branch Davidians, and he was here in town at KRLD uh, covering it and interacting with David Koresh. Relief Factor is our sponsor. Everybody has to deal with pain, you know, periodically in life, uh, and Relief Factor can help you. But I will tell you... Um, the kind of pain that I, I had to take some action. I mean, I went everywhere trying to find something that didn't involve a narcotic to kill the pain. And uh, I couldn't find one. And then I found Relief Factor. And it is game changing. If you are dealing with pain, please give Relief Factor a try. I know you're skeptical. I was too. I thought this would never work. It's not a drug. It's all natural, so it's not going to whack you out or addict you to anything. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. I'm one of them. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Charlie, as you as your son uh, grew up, he heard you talking about all of this. And I I think uh, that he probably looked at his dad, who had a lot of integrity and also uh, this instance that uh, you, you know, had to have shared with him uh, many times. And your your reason uh, on ATF FBI. Now, the FBI um because I've always felt that about the FBI until now. Uh, and now I just don't know who to trust. I think it's rotten from the, uh, from the you know, core in Washington. I don't know how far down it goes. Um, but now that he was an FBI agent and he has started to blow the whistles and you've seen what's happened to him, what are your thoughts? Well, um you know, he's my son, and we're proud of our children and all that, but um, I have five sons, and and uh, Kyle Kyle is among the best and the brightest in our country. I'm just, I'm going to say that, and not just as his father, as an observer of of people. He's a, an exceptional human being. His, uh, his grasp of facts, his cognitive ability, his intellect, his vocabulary, He's been a voracious reader his entire life. He's read so much more than I have. He's a lot smarter than I am. And so when he told me that this was something he's going to do, I was very proud. And when I went to Quantico and went to the graduation, listened to the speeches, and especially when I met his uh, the agents who graduated at the same time with him, man, oh man, if you wanted to put together, you know, the all American team. They were, that's what they were. These are awesome people, former uh, military, former police officers, physically fit. 
uh, weapons experts, sharp as tacks, really a, just a, uh, an, an, a, an incredible group of co-workers. And then as he, it wasn't very long, and, he, and I could tell in our conversations, he was going like, man, there's stuff going on here that's just not right. I mean, almost from the beginning. Well, actually from the beginning, Jim Comey gave the graduation speech, mm-hmm. and I was there with, with Kyle's mom, and you know, we listened, and, and, um, and I came away and I went, wow, that was a, that's a really good speech. And Kyle goes, nah, BS. I go, what do you mean? He goes, I've heard it five times already. I was like, Oh, it's a canned speech. It sounded like it was really spontaneous and really, you know, really aimed at the audience. Right. And then, I, so, he, so he was a little bit skeptical. Then when he went into the counterterrorism unit, it was like, oh, man, this is a joke. We just waste our time following these people around. Nobody does anything about it. We know who the bad guys are. They don't pick them up and blah, blah, blah. Really- and, and then he got out of that, and then he got into the surveillance unit where they would travel around the country and go out to Portland and be in D.C. at the riots there, you know, all the stuff. And he, same thing. He said, we know, you know, we know who the bad guys are. Um, he, his first assignment, which I don't, he doesn't talk about, well, his first assignment was for the, one of them was for the Trump inauguration. Wow. And there was a young guy that was shining lasers at uh, helicopter pilots' eyes, trying to blind them to make a helicopter crash into the, yeah. uh, you know, into the celebration. And and Kyle was teamed with a Secret Service agent, and they went out and they they found the guy. They they watched and they saw the thing going up through the trees, the laser, and they went over and they, the, the guys went into a restaurant. There were five of them, and they went into the restaurant. Kyle and his partner went in. They uh, arrested the individual with the laser. Uh, Kyle stayed there and told the others it would probably be a good idea for them not to get out of their seats. <laughs> and at the time, when he told me, I thought, wow, that, you know, and he said, they're probably just students, Dad. They were probably just kids from, you know, doing something right. really stupid. But as time went on and we learned about Antifa, which we didn't yeah. know about, and, you know, wasn't publicized back then. He, he says, now, those are definitely Antifa. There I, was no question of it. They were organized. I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing all of this information and being the dad to Kyle that you have been. Uh, American patriot, truly, I think. Charlie, thank you so much. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. I have a great story for you, and you're in it. I want to tell you about Henrietta. This is a young woman who found out that she was pregnant. Her boyfriend wanted her to have an abortion. She planned on it when she reached out to Preborn Clinic. They recommended, before you do that, have an ultrasound. Henrietta declined several times because she was scared of seeing her baby and it would complicate the decision. She went to the abortion clinic only to find out she was carrying two babies. And that was too much for her. She called Preborn Clinic again. She not only received love and acceptance, but also important assistance through the pregnancy process and beyond. This is the kingdom that we're supposed to be building, and your donations make this specific story happen. $28, that's what it costs to save a life. All the donations are tax deductible, and when you give, you'll receive pictures and stories of the lives you've helped rescue. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck, sponsored by Preborn. Tonight, Stu does America. Glenn TV, back to back. Don't miss it, blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn.
Tonight's Wednesday night special on Blaze TV, April 19th, 2023, 30 years to the day since the Branch Davidian compound erupted in a massive fireball, effectively ending the 51-day siege. In the end, four federal agents were killed, 20 were wounded, and 75 Branch Davidians, including 25 children, would be dead. If you lived through it, it was an absolute nightmare. And the question was, why would they do that? Why would they do that? Waco, one of the biggest examples of what a reckless and weaponized government is capable of. And you'd think this would have kickstarted, you know, more congressional oversight into reining in some of these agencies. But the federal bureaucracy has expanded exponentially, as has their constitutional breaking actions tonight. I'm going to show you how bad it has gotten just under the Biden administration. I'm going to show you it's not just bad places like the ATF, but uh, under the radar agencies like the Department of Energy and OSHA, the Department of Agriculture. It's been 30 years and the push to weaponize all of these agencies is happening like never, ever before tonight. A Wednesday night special at 9 p.m. You don't want to miss it. 9.30 on my uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Glenn Beck. If we bring you anything of value once a month, would you consider uh, subscribing to Blaze TV? BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you're going to save. All right. Let me tell you a story uh, that I could not believe was happening in Texas. And we have a call in to the attorney general and others to find out what the hell is going on. Texas apparently secretly gives its citizens income to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms and Explosives without a warrant. Now, this has led at least one person being monitored by the feds without a warrant through federal gun background check systems. Now, it's my understanding, Stu, aren't those background checks supposed to happen and then destroyed? Right? Certainly not just able to be held by the ATF. (laughs) Right. Right. So the ATF will take this and they'll look at the guns purchased. And if there's anything that's expensive, they go to the the Texas, what is it, the Texas Workforce Commission and say, hey, give us the salaries for all of these people. And Texas has been handing over our salaries in Texas to the ATF without a warrant. How can that be possible? How can that be possible? Either side of that is... Both of those sides of that are illegal, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, the whole point of the background check situation, which, of course, a lot of people who really appreciate the Second Amendment fight against, not because they don't want people to be checked. They don't want this. Because they don't want this. They don't want a a master list of gun owners to be out there. Correct. And, of course... That's why you're against gun... That's why gun registration is also... Always comes before gun confiscation. Right. And we've been told over and over again, they don't have a list. They can't have a list. It is illegal for them to maintain a well, list. Well, apparently. But apparently not. And then, you know, just requesting a bunch of salaries is not something that we normally would look 
fondly on as, uh, either. I mean, both of these things on both sides of this issue seem illegal. So the ATF is giving information on what most likely are in, innocent suspects. You've gone from a citizen, and if you don't make enough money to buy a certain gun, then you become a suspect, and your name is given to the FBI. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, there's lots of reasons you might buy a gun than, you know, uh, other than uh, my salary allows me to buy this. You could have saved up for it. You could have gotten, you know, uh, you know, somebody died and left you a couple of thousand dollars. You could just be an irresponsible person and putting too much on your credit card, even though you can't really afford it. Right. That's not, I mean, that's not a reason crimes, for investigation. But that's a reason now for investigation. They, they suspect you if you buy a gun that they don't think you can afford. They suspect you of buying that gun for someone else and taking the money illegally. Which that would be illegal. That would be illegal. But um, I'm sorry. This is America. If you have evidence, swear out a warrant. Right. What, what are you talking about? What year do you think this is, man? <laughs> this is not the way things work anymore, apparently. That's a, that's amazing. And of course it it justifies all of the sort of slippery slope level skepticism oh, of yeah. any of the quote unquote gun control yeah. measures. And absolutely. I, most of us look at the gun control thing and and like at least I, I shouldn't say I shouldn't speak for everyone, but I I I'm not a huge gun aficionado, right? But mm-hmm. like you look at this and you say if they take an inch, they will take a mile. They'll take a mile and they're every doing it all time. the time. And they're 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 you know they're stating what they want to do. Ike Skelton uh, is uh, on with us. He's from Camden County, Missouri. He's the presiding commissioner. He's having things uh, happen in uh, in his county, and he says we refuse to work with the ATF. Ike, why won't you work with the ATF? Because they're an unconstitutional agency, and I believe they're using everything that they can to remove firearms from the people. <laughs> you just don't hear people talk like that anymore. Just get right to the point. There it is. Uh, so have they approached you guys on anything? I was. We were just sharing this story from Texas. We just found out that the state of Texas, uh, through the um, Texas Workers Commission or something, is giving our salaries, if you buy a gun in Texas, the ATF is looking at who's purchasing guns. They go then and say, we need the salaries of all these people. And then they decide if that gun is too expensive for you. And if they think it's too expensive for you, you're on a list and you have to be investigated. Good God. No warrant, nothing. No, I believe they're trying everything that they possibly can, in my opinion, to not just take firearms out of people's hands, but to also close down all of the small mom and pop operations they can because they don't have the manpower uh, to truly watch everything that they want to watch. And if they can get it boiled down to the big box stores and the online shops that are selling firearms, uh, I think they would prefer to do that. We received, our Planning and Zoning Commission received four separate emails, uh, and they go like this. They, they state the name of a business, operates a firearms business at, and gives an address, and then they say, how is this property zoned? And then they ask, is the business in compliance with all zoning and business licensing requirements? Jeez. So 
Yes, exactly. So I figure that if you have an unwitting planning and zoning operation or somebody else in government, I mean, you get your folks just, hey, it's ATF. I'm going to give them the information they want, right? Well, thankfully, our planning and zoning is a little bit different. Uh, they believe an awful lot like uh, we do here in Camden County in general. And uh, so they forward these emails to me. And uh, I started to look at things. I called. I contacted the one outfit. They have been in business for over 15 years. They don't renew their FFL until next year. I have subsequently been in contact with three of the or two of the other individuals uh, on the, of the of these four, and they have also been in business for over 10 to 15 years. And those two individuals, their license don't renew until 2025. So I'm betting that if someone from planning and zoning would have said, well, no, I've never heard of these businesses or they don't have a license or they're not, we don't know about their zoning, then I believe the ATF would have used that to, uh, uh, as a tool to take away that FFL. And I'm sure you've seen the memo from the White House uh, that has, when, when Joe Biden came in, the memo from the White House really ramped up ATF operations. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and I think that's what they're. I think they're trying to do every single thing they possibly can. Well, it's an all government wide uh, problem to solve. He wants all government agencies involved in this, so that means you're going to be attacked from from every possible direction if you have anything to do with guns. Have you stated that you're not working with the ATF to the ATF? Shall I read the letter to you that we sent them? And this is <laughs> by. All of our, our three commissioners, uh, first district commissioner James Gohagan, second district commissioner Don Williams, our county attorney, our county treasurer, and our county sheriff all signed this letter. It says, on or about Tuesday, April 4th, 23, the four emails you sent to our planning and zoning department requesting information about citizens of Camden County and their zoning and licensing status were forwarded to me for review. Under the anti-commandeering doctrine, Camden County was the first county in Missouri and possibly the country to pass an ordinance prohibiting any county employee from assisting your unconstitutional agency in violating the rights of our citizens, God-given, constitutionally protected right to keep and bear arms. As well, Missouri passed the Second Amendment Preservation Act, having a $50,000 penalty for assisting the federal government in the enforcement of unconstitutional firearms infringements. Therefore, I construe any attempt to receive information about our citizens pertaining to firearms as an attempt to coerce our employees to break Missouri law. You may consider this letter as a response to your probe, signed by the commission and the other three individuals. Wow. Any pushback so far? Haven't heard a thing. Uh, interviews on uh, radio and uh, newspaper KCUR, I believe, out of Kansas City, I got a statement from the ATF, and they allege that uh, they are just routine, trying to find information so that they can give people an FFL license. Oh, Yes, yeah. exactly. oh. Yes. Okay, so, so now this all right. I'm getting a license. And that and as I stated earlier, that is 100% not true because these people have been in business for a long time. Unbelievable. Yeah, we're just working ahead. We're just working ahead. We want to make sure everybody gets their license. What a crock. Mike, uh thanks so much for standing. I I hope that uh the courage like you have in Camden County uh spreads from your county to uh, other places and you know you'd expect it in texas but apparently not well you know missouri missouri had open carry before texas did so you might want to check out missouri a little bit when you yeah i know i know uh all right i appreciate that statement real quick you know i know a lot of a lot of focus is on national level but right here at the local level 
these are where things can be affected. I know. I think that so hamstrung up at the up at the federal level, nothing's going to get accomplished up there. Mm-mm. It's people standing up down here at this local level, and the people of Camden County appreciate that they have somebody in office uh, that will stand up for their rights and interpose on their behalf uh, against the federal government. Thank you so much, Hike. I appreciate it. God bless Thank you. Your time, sir. You know the. Um He's absolutely right on this. And the first time that the federal government tried to send what now we call FEMA federal help down to a county after a flood, I think it was here in Texas, they were met, the trucks with help were met at the uh, state road into the town by armed citizenry who needed help. And they stopped the trucks and said, turn them around. We're fine here. We don't want your help. Uh, And the people took care of themselves, and they ended up being a lot better off than if they would have taken that federal aid. You have the right in your own county to stand up and say, we're not doing these things if they're unconstitutional. We're not. Why Texas is going with warrantless warrantless probes onto people who are Texans. I got to tell you, that kind of stuff makes me want to move from Texas. It's not good. Back in a minute. When you're trying to do something that's complicated and difficult, uh, maybe even a little scary, it's nice to have a partner, somebody that you know will not only be there, but will be there for you when you really need it. This is what you really need when you're buying or selling a home. I've moved around a lot because I'm a radio gypsy. Uh, and I can tell you, I have, I have screwed up so many real estate uh, transactions because I, I, I just didn't know the real estate agent. They didn't really know the area, yada, yada, yada. And I don't know how to ask for a real estate agent. I don't know what, I mean, what, what, what are you, I going to interview you? Usually you just call them up. Saw you on the side of a bus. Will you sell my house? Yes. Okay. It's not the way you should do it. We started realestateagentsitrust.com because that's the way I had done it for many, many years. And then I started working with some of the best real estate agents, 500 best in the country, according to the Wall Street Journal. And they taught me a lot. I want to introduce you to some of these agents. I want to introduce you to the people that we have really vetted and really screened and spend a lot of time to make sure they're the right one for you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Charging higher interest rates is how banks make more money, and they take a lot more of your hard-earned money if your credit score is just okay. But it's, you know, maybe not so great. It's frustrating, but unfortunately, that's how the banking world works. And it's not always fun. It's not always fair. The good news is you can do something about it. ScoreMaster is the new science in accelerating credit scores. It puts you in control of your money, not the bank. It's easy to use. It's simple and can easily end up saving you a ton of money, especially in this time when interest rates are higher it's a lot of room that can be improved by a good credit score. If your score is something like 650, you're borrowing for 500 grand to refinance your home. At ScoreMaster, you could save over $75,000 over the life of your loan. $75,000 of your money that no longer is going to belong to the bank, it's going to belong to you. This is the ScoreMaster 3-week rule. Basically, you know, you go in and you say, "All right, the 3 weeks, 
I'm going to wait until I make that major purchase or refinance or whatever. Go through the score master process, improve your credit score, then get your improved rate because you have a better credit score. You've added 30 to 100 points to, to that score in only about three weeks. It's a big improvement. It can save you a lot of money. Imagine how much it can do for you. Go to scoremaster.com slash blaze, scoremaster.com slash blaze. Use scoremaster for free. Check it out now for free at scoremaster.com slash blaze. These are big purchases. Interest rates can charge you a, a ton over that time. Get the best rate you can have with Scoremaster. Scoremaster.com slash blaze. You know who I generally trust are people that I disagree with from time to time and sometimes vehemently. Uh, and then sometimes they're on the same side. It shows me that they're honest. They're not playing sides. They may be wrong, but they're honest. Jonathan Turley is one of those guys. Um, I've watched and read him for years. He is now talking about the now nine Biden family members that the Treasury Department was watching, and yet no action on any of this. It's crazy. We'll try to get into that if we have time next hour. Also, um, if you know who Cash Patel is, he is the former Department of Defense Chief of Staff, the former Deputy Director of National Intelligence, and I I would really like to get his opinion. I, I read his words, uh, what, yesterday, uh, but I, I think his opinion really needs to be heard and probed. When it comes to these, uh, this hack that apparently this, this Air Force low, low-level 21-year-old seemed to be able to get his hands on all of these top-secret things, the people I know say that's not possible. Well, they haven't been in the military for a while. Um, but Cash was there as Deputy Director of National Intelligence. So maybe he can shed some light on the system. Because if somebody 21 years old can get in there with really low-level clearance and get some of the highest order stuff just by searching around, we have a real problem with the security of our intelligence. You know... We should maybe think about locking all the really secure stuff next to the Corvette in the president's garage, because nobody's going to go in there. The Glenn Beck Program. Nefarious. Yes, nefarious. You know what's so terrifying about it? The last 10 minutes will scare you out of your (laughs) mind. You'll be like, I was a happy, healthy individual, and and I thought he was too, and (laughs) what happened? In such a short period of time, yes. I had several people come up to me about this movie this weekend, mm-hmm. and I, I regret to report their their point on it was, you know, everyone was saying Glenn was so bad, but I thought he was really good. Ugh, like, <laughs> they're no longer friends, but that is what they said. All right. Well, anyway, this is a great movie. I've heard a lot of reviews from all my friends and family. They went to see it. And none of them uh, strangely mentioned me, but uh, they mentioned uh, how much they love this movie. It's terrifying. Just, it really is terrifying. It is a new telling of C.S. Lewis, the screw tape letters, really. Check it out. You can get them, your tickets now at whoisnefarious.com.
you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So this whole leak thing uh, still really bothers me for on several levels. First of all, the media uh, and how they helped find this guy, um, how they immediately, you know, make him into the bad guy and telling us what he did without telling us how he did it. There's obviously a problem with our top secret infrastructure. I mean, Hillary Clinton was doing it, but I understand she's the secretary of state. So she had that access. This guy doesn't have this access. And far as I know, he has never been in Joe Biden's garage or Donald Trump's closet. So how did he get access to these? Nobody in the press seems to want to ask that question. And my feeling is, is because there's not a good answer that they want to hear. Right now, the Biden administration is looking to take away more of our rights and spy on us even more than they already do. Well, no, I'm sorry. You're not coming for my rights when this is your fault. What is the flaw in the system that, if it's true, allowed this guy to access all of these secret documents and get them out. Where's the flaw? Why aren't we talking about fixing that? Cash Patel was the uh, deputy director of, uh, of uh, defense, uh, sorry, of national intelligence, and he was former Department of Defense chief of staff. He can maybe shed some light. We go to him in 60 seconds. Centralization is the name of the game. And when you can accept that, you can act on it. There is going to be a digital currency and it will replace the dollar. You know, barring some miracle of Jesus coming, I think. So you keep that in mind. You have to ask yourself some questions. What does that mean? Has it ever happened before? Yeah, it has. And it means generally a haircut of everything that you have of about 40%. I think this time, because it'll be redistribution of wealth, it could be it could be heavier for some. And, you know, you might get 120 percent if you're a transgender, you know, uh, black gay woman who also is half frog. You're you know, and they and you insist on your teachers calling you bunny. You are set. Uh, here's here's the thing. My bunny self tells me you should have some gold. Not crazy amounts, maybe a, you know, a tenth of what you have in gold. Just spread your risk out. Goldline can help you. And this week with every single one tenth ounce gold coin bar you acquire, they're going to give you a free silver bar at no additional cost. Why? Yeah. A mind your business silver bar for every every one tenth of an ounce gold coin or bar that you acquire this week. Call them at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. Cash, how are you, sir? I'm good. Great to be with you. Glenn. Yeah, it's good to, good to have you. Um, this story has bothered me and some of my uh, friends who have been in the military uh, and, have, mm-hmm. and have had, you know, top secret clearance. They say what the media is reporting is just not possible. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? 
Yeah, I wrote an extensive piece on it, um, just that. And I think it was published in Breitbart and the New York Post picked it up. But a former deputy director of national intelligence and the guy who did the presidential daily briefing for the commander in chief um, have an idea of how this types of access works. And you covered it. 21-year-old National Guardsman, even if you have a top secret SCI clearance, doesn't mean you have a need to know. He certainly did not have a need to know to access under the law this type of intelligence about war planning operations, military movement, and the Saudi intelligence. It's some of our most closely kept and guarded secrets, as it should be. Um, so he did not, and I don't believe for one second he has acted alone. And I think the fact mm-hmm. that the New York Times and the Washington Post were the first ones to break the story and investigation yep. before the FBI, the same guys that did Russiagate, and I'm maybe biased because I was the guy that ran the Russiagate investigation and expose it all, but this doesn't happen by coincidence. Somebody is covering up their tracks and somebody is looking for a scapegoat because the underlying crux of information shows that the current Commander-in-Chief Joe Biden and his administration have been lying to the world about the failure of our $115 billion in the Ukraine. Okay, so there, there's two subjects here. Uh, I want to talk about the leaks and what they tell you, but mm-hmm. I, want to, I want to stay first on... How did this information, I want to make sure I understand and the audience understands, Mm -hmm. you can have a top secret clearance and you can log on to whatever that internet thing is, is called, um, what is it called? The JWIC system. Yeah, JWIC system. You can log on to JWIC, but you have to Mm -hmm. specifically know what you're, it's not like it's just piles of documents sitting there. You have to know what you're looking uh, for and you have to go through other portals to be able to get this stuff, correct? Yeah, think of it this way. Think of it as a a giant mansion that has multiple bedrooms that are locked with uh, the the goods and household products of whoever lives there. Just because you have the key to the front gate with your top secret SCI clearance doesn't mean you have the keys and the codes to every single room and bank vault in that glorious mansion. Classified information works the same way. There are literally millions of federal employees with a top secret SCI clearance, but there are less than 0.5% of those employees who have the need to know compartmented code access to grant themselves access to this information because it's structured that way on purpose. Whether you can log into a system or walk into the vault room with all the paper documents, you are not by law permitted in the entry room. Um, in the foyer even, unless you have been granted that need to know. And a 21-year-old international guardsman doesn't have a need to know of this kind of information. So my researchers said, their gut said to them, somebody else that has access Mm -hmm. to these documents either sent them to him or whatever got them to him, and he's just Mm -hmm. a front guy. Yeah, that's what I wrote. That's what I specifically came out and said before, as soon as the story was breaking and people were screaming at me. And I said, listen, it's not about politics, Democrat or Republican. This guy has had this documentation and putting it out for six months. That's a campaign. That's not one page printed off and stolen off a printer and said, oh, here you go. Here's one piece of intelligence. There's hundreds of documents. We don't even know the extent of it. And you can't access over that over a continued period of time as a 21-year-old Air National Guardsman in Cape Cod. It just doesn't work that way. Somebody, either at DOD or the intelligence community, either wanted this information out or he found someone who was wanted the information out like he did and helped him with that process and access. Look, if I'm wrong, I kind of actually hope I'm wrong, Glenn, and here's why. Because if I'm wrong, 
the other truth is even scarier, that our classification system is so broken and so destroyed that a rookie can walk in Correct. and go harness our, our nuclear secrets. That's what happens if I'm wrong. And I, it's not about me being right or wrong. It's the alternative. It's so much worse. Well, that's what, uh, you know, that, that's one of the things I keep coming back to. We should be talking about this because mm-hmm. this guy either had somebody on the inside or you're right. Mm-hmm. It's so porous that any of the millions of you, as you say, that have that top secret clearance can go in and get anything. And mm-hmm. Americans need to know, not not Republicans, not Democrats. This is all of us. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And that's what's so striking about this. And it's why it's riddled with analogies to Julian Assange and whatever your political orientation is. You can't, I might be in the minority in this, but I don't justify this kind of behavior because it exposes waste, fraud, and corruption. There's a way to go about it. And this is not it. And so for those politically who are cheering this action because of the end result, that's not how the United States of America works because there's going to be a hundred guys behind them that do this if you permit this sort of justified disclosure of intelligence and okay. i disagree with that wholeheartedly okay so now let's try to figure out is there a pattern in the leaks because they seem to be mm. kind of all over the board some of them seem to be something that could have helped us with some of our you know frenemies uh mm-hmm. you know there was only really the only one that i saw that i thought was really damaging was the one that we have a spy at the you know in the kremlin that's that's not good for the health of that spy um who did this help what side did this help i i think it was um a combination of things and what i mean by that is that you saw sort of a shotgun disclosure because the ultimate goal of what they wanted to disclose in my opinion based on what's out there is the information regarding the ukraine conflict And the other disclosures were put out there to sort of have lines of effort to say, wait, let's throw some people off our tracks. That's another Mm -hmm. reason why I don't think this was done alone. This wasn't just some kid who's like, ah, I'm just going to throw up a bunch of pieces of paper in the air. Whatever you guys grab in this chat room, we can talk about. No, no. It was very specifically done. And it was done with other people assisting him to do it, like the folks in the chat rooms who might also be government employees. I don't know who any of these people are, but apparently the New York Times and the Washington Post do. And maybe they want to go talk to them, at least the FBI, and figure it out. But it was done in this fashion. It's kind of going back to Assange. He did it in a more streamlined fashion because he said he had a revolving door of information to put out. This may be the scenario here. This was just sort of the first shot. Does he have other conspirators who have more information out there? We don't know that answer yet, and neither does the FBI. So does it appear to be the the information that you have seen, does it appear to be a message that your government is lying to you and uh, you have no idea what's going on in Ukraine or that to me. Yeah. That's the central message to me. Um, and, he, and, and you have to look at the characters that are involved. Chairman Milley, who used to work for me when I was chief of staff at DOD has become the most political operative in Washington, DC. And that's saying something when as chairman of the joint chiefs of staff, by law, you are forbidden to enter politics. Wow. And he was the guy that said, hey, I'm going to call my Chinese counterpart if during the Trump administration yeah. we uh, are going to come after you. He has, one, broken the law by entering the operational chain of command. Two, the thing he wanted to achieve was a relationship with the incoming Biden administration because he wanted to keep his job. 
I think you're going to see down the road people in senior DOD positions like that say, because it's going to come to a head, either Joe Biden lied to the world about the Ukraine and its status, or he was lied to about the intelligence about the Ukraine and said we were succeeding. The other piece is members of Congress were the Gang of Eight informed about the underlying intelligence. If that's accurate, then Congress also lied to America while saying the Ukrainian effort was a win or we were winning. And I think when you enter that fray and sort of have government officials target each other, somebody's trying to cover their own Mm -hmm. rear end. And we're going to find out when it shakes out. And I remember Chairman Milley's uh, leadership role is up in three months. He's out. He's gone. And he's been no stranger to talk to media while in that seat and especially when he leaves that seat. So I would say stay tuned. But it's a very suspicious line of effort. Um. When you uh, uh, when you look at the information about the Ukraine, the war in Ukraine, uh, Uh describe it uh, in relatable terms of people who are not really following it. They just Uh know, you know, we're there. We're doing stuff. It looks like it could get dangerous. How bad is it? It's bad. We're doing everything but going to actually declare war. When you spend $115 billion in in less than a year, what you have to do is arm, man, train, and equip. What that means is it's cute by half. We don't have, quote, unquote, conventional American soldiers on the ground. That may be mostly true, but we have contractors, former United States military operatives on the ground, training them on tanks, training them on weapon systems, training them how to shoot, training them how to defend their positions, et cetera, because they can't do it alone. That all costs money. But the problem with Ukraine is it's going to be the modern day Afghanistan. They don't have an international banking system to access. So we have to give them literally pallets of cash. And we know how that's gone in the past. And we have no idea where this money is going. And this is problematic for many reasons, but the most is the following. In a year, we are going to have conventional American forces on the ground in the Ukraine. And we're going to be back into Afghanistan situation because everyone in Congress, or most of them, is bending the knee to the defense industrial complex, which is the most corrupt organization in Washington, D.C. Wow, that's saying something. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Hang, hang on just a second. I need to take a one minute break. I've got a lot of follow up questions uh, on that. Uh, and I'd like to ask about the Nord Stream pipeline uh, as well. All right. Sweet little testimony about rough greens from Lisa lives in New Mexico. She says, I have disability assist service dog. She is a precious English black lab, and I want to take the best care of her I can. She loves her food with rough greens on it. Her coat is shinier now. She does a much better job these days keeping her attention on me and my needs. So thank you so much. Dog food, especially kibble food, is dead food. The, you know, it is, it's not nutritious. Everybody knows and, you know, and it's green. It's good for you. You got to have your greens. Oh, shut up. Anyway, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black invented the solution to put all of the vitamins, minerals, and probiotics and antioxidants back into your dog's food to make it healthy and uh, make him healthy and happy. They have a special deal right now. You can go to roughgreens.com slash back, roughgreens.com slash back, and get your first bag free. All you pay for is shipping, roughgreens.com slash back, or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33, roughgreens.com slash back. 10 seconds, station ID.
So, Cash, you said uh, just a minute ago, in a year, troops will be on the ground. Can you expand on that? Yeah, so when you, it's called operational preparation of the environment. And when you drop $115 billion into a theater of war, which is what the Ukraine is, regardless of your position, you are doing absolutely everything uh, in your power to encroach upon a war and obtaining the political headline of saying, we don't have boots on the ground. You don't take it that far unless you are going to put and commit boots on the ground because the defense industrial complex is in charge of those decisions. Why do you think so many Democrats and Republicans are banding together because the defense industrial complex spends more money and gets more of our taxpayer dollar than any entity on Earth? And when you invest that much capital into the Ukraine, the very next political forcing point is going to be we've already come 99 percent of the way. We now must commit troops. Now, it might come in the force of U.S. troops um, in a U.N. style program. But to me, there's no difference. Once we're there, we're there. We already have contractors there. And those are former military guys. And the Ukrainians, it's not like they're going to know what to do with our equipment a year from now or 10 years from now. And that's not on them. It's just because it's our equipment. Right. Are we going to leave it there? You know what we did in Afghanistan? Um, Well, yeah. (laughs) Uh, you know, you, you said we're shipping pallets of cash. That is so insane. I don't know if anybody rem- remembers this, but in World War Two, mm-hmm. because we had to drop cash off in Hawaii and in the Middle East, they had a different seal. You know, you have that little green seal with the you know E on it or whatever. Yeah. It had a brown seal and a yellow seal, and that way they could cut that money off if. Uh, it wasn't just flooding the market. If they say, uh, wait a minute, this has been stolen or whatever, they could track the dollars because they had those seals. I don't know why we don't do things like that. We could have made all of that money in Afghanistan worthless overnight. We could have, but that's why we don't. It's an intentional decision. When Barack Obama flew pallets of cash to the terrorists in the mullahs in Iran, he did it without tracking devices and intelligence operations for a reason. He chose not to when we would pulled out of Afghanistan or when we were dropping off money into Afghanistan only to watch their leadership Karzai and company fly out of Afghanistan with our money and helicopters. They did it without any sort of capabilities attached to it that we could. And they're going to do the same thing here. I mean, this is why this is the, you don't have to believe me. Why is it that you think no member of Congress or no member of this administration can tell you where this money is going? They can only say we don't have proof that it's not being abused. That's because you have no idea and aren't asking the questions and don't want to know the answer. Correct. It's going to be forced upon your feet like it was in Afghanistan. Um, because right now you can say, and the popular effort is, we must, must, must fund the Ukrainian war. And they're championing that political headline for the time being. I, I have, it will evaporate. I have just about 90 seconds left. Any thoughts on Nord Stream? Do you think we blew that up? If Joe Biden blew up Nord Stream and didn't know how to do it without keeping it quiet, it just goes to show you why I've been saying he doesn't have a grasp on the national security apparatus of this country. Do we have the capabilities to do it? Yeah, sure, probably. But did we do it? Honestly, I hope not. I honestly well, I think the Russians too. did it, and they're, and they're just using it as propaganda because it's an easy win for them. We shut it down in the Trump administration. They turned it back on, and the Biden administration realized how explosively consequential it was to us and our allies to allow that to happen and now russia they're smart they're not dumb they can go down there turn that thing off blow it up and say look at what america did we need a rallying call for the ukraine and they got Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. 
All right, Cash. I like that. I like that answer much more than uh, the answer I, I keep coming to, which is I, I think we did it. Um, so I, I I'm going to go with your answer. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for talking to me, uh, Cash. Cash Patel. You can uh, follow him on his website, fightwithcash.com. Fightwithcash.com. His Twitter handle is Cash's Corner. That's spelled with a K. Cash's Corner. Corner is with a C. But now. Now it's not just now it's just become complex and 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 really just more information than you ever needed, really, honestly. All right. Coming up in just a second, a senator with the goods on COVID. Next. The Glenn Beck Program. This is an amazing, amazing bit of information on COVID in a second. Having a gun instructor is great, but what if your gun instructor lives, you know, in a houseboat on the lake and you that's where you were when you lost all, all your guns back then? And he recently lost all his guns in a phone in the same lake. I mean, that is weird. Anyway, here's what you can do. You can target shoot now without expending any uh, bullets. You can use bullets for this and you don't need a target. This is the Mantis X. It is a high tech, easy to use system widely now used by the military and helps you improve your shooting quickly because it is like having that guy who was, you know, helping push the guns into the lake. I mean, the anyway, it's like having him and every time you squeeze the trigger, it doesn't just say you hit the target. It shows you in real time what your hand is doing. And you improve like this. 94% of the uh, shooters improve within 20 minutes. Start improving today. Get yours at mantisx.com. That's mantisx.com. Great night tonight on Blaze TV, Studios America, Glenn TV, back to back. Go to goblazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Tonight at 9 o'clock, a special that has, in a way, been 30 years in the making. It was 30 years ago today that the Branch Davidian compound in Waco, Texas, erupted into a massive fireball. If you ask anybody involved, they'll tell you, yeah, uh, government really kind of screwed up. Um, but nothing really has changed. And in fact, the alphabet agencies have gotten much, much worse. We dive deep into the weaponization of the FBI and our federal bureaucracy tonight on my Glenn TV special on Blaze TV. Go to glennbeck.com, click on the poll about the Waco raid, and tell me if you think our federal agencies are being weaponized against the American people. And make sure you tune in tonight at 8 p.m. Central on Blaze TV. Get all of the information uh, about uh, Waco, the FBI, weaponization of our government. It's out of control at glenbeck.com and blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn to uh, get a discount. So one of the guys who has been doing the real work, not the partisan work, but the real work um, on COVID is uh, Senator Roger Marshall from Kansas. 
He has just released what I think is a shocking report um, because this is, again, not partisan. This is they went to the real experts and went through 50,000 documents to try to find out what happened. And uh, Senator Marshall is on with us now. Hi, Senator. Glenn, yeah, good morning to you and your, your listeners, but, but you're spot on that the preponderance of evidence shows that there were two lab leaks, unintentional lab leaks in Wuhan, China. The first one around September of 2019, yeah. they were able to contain that. But then when they were doing vaccine research is when the bigger leak occurred. Um, and by the way, a significant amount of evidence shows that that virus was most likely made in the laboratory in Wuhan, China as well. Uh, so it's weird that nobody seems to be really reporting on this. This isn't a big deal. Uh, after everything that we have gone through as a society and all of the the shout downs, this is the exact opposite of what the government was saying. And now it looks really pretty clear. And it's it's amazing uh, for anybody who watches Blaze TV in my Wednesday night show. Uh, two years ago, when we outlined this, I showed you that in September there was something going on. Uh, we thought it was the first lab leak, uh, and because they changed all the air handling systems and everything else, right? Yeah, yeah, Glenn. It's, it is again that preponderance of evidence. Uh, you, you, all the intelligence points towards September 2019. Doctor Xi takes down. The DNA lab bank, they, mm. they uh, put up road barricades around the, the laboratory. There's decreased cell phone use as well. Uh, all those things are happening. The epidemiology points towards a, a leak of some sort in September as well. But I think it's, you know, let's go back to why isn't the national media covering this? Look, I want, I want to expose this because I don't want it to ever happen again. Uh, there's not a listener you have that was not impacted by this virus one way or the other. My, my grandson missed kindergarten because of this. I have yeah. a son with long COVID. Many of us lost loved ones. We want to do everything we can to, to figure out the truth so it doesn't happen again. And by the way, China's had three years to come forward and tell us that they could just prove this if they wanted to. They would have the evidence to show, ha-ha, here's the progenitor species, here's the intermediate species, uh, here's the DNA lab bank. Take a look at it. But if they show us this DNA lab bank that you're talking about, we would see the cousin, the father, the brothers of COVID-19 right there. They were doing this research with American dollars. Across the world, they were gathering viruses from bat caves. They were taking them back to laboratories in Wuhan, biosecurity level two and three laboratories, and taking spikes off of one of them and putting them on, a, on the original SARS backbone. I mean, this is mad scientist stuff. It's scary. I can't believe they would be doing it in that type of biocontainment situation. And EcoHealth was involved right they were the ones that took our money and were involved in all of this correct right so yeah so EcoHealth is one of the i call the mafia godfathers mm -hmm. uh, that were involved with biogain of function research for the 20 years prior to this leak EcoHealth obtained over 150 million dollars of american taxpayer dollars and we're doing viral gain of function research and by the way it was from 10 different government agencies so Fauci wasn't just Manning, he, he had a $6 billion purse that, that he was allocating, but he was able to leverage that with other departments in the government, as well as money from the Gates Foundation, the Clinton Foundation as well. But they're in the middle of this. They're, they have a huge responsibility. 
And by the way, they had no boots on the ground in Wuhan, China. Nobody was there mining the store. We were just shelling out money. Uh, EcoHealth is simply a wholesaler uh, taking American taxpayer money, and they're still on the land. So we're pretty upset that that's not been stopped. And this is, they're still doing gain-of-function research in Wuhan. Somebody I know told me that the research that they're working on right now makes this look like child's play. Well, unfortunately, that's true. So uh, China themselves says that they feel bioterrorism is a threat to them. So just like they're responding to nuclear threats, they're going to respond to bioterrorism threats by developing countermeasures, vaccines, and aggressive measures. But I have, we have good evidence to show that they're working uh, with things like Ebola, um, MERS as well, things that have mortality rates of 30%. You yeah. know, the SARS-CoV-2 had a mortality rate probably of 1% or 2% when it's all said and done. But these other viruses have a 30% high chance of you dying if you catch it. So they're absolutely uh, invested in bioterrorism research and, and what your listeners need to understand. In, in this, these labs in Wuhan, there's multiple labs. There's multiple people that work for the military, scientists that work for the military that are engaged with President Xi, co-mingling with American taxpayer dollars. And all these things could be used for good. But then there's a huge downside, just like, again, like nuclear energy can be used for good or you can build bombs. The problem is these bombs are exponentially more powerful and more easily accessible to terrorists. So this is really um, troubling and uh, concerning that if Fauci's not being held responsible, EcoHealth isn't being held responsible, they're still doing these kinds of things. Fauci's not, but he was before he left. He's still doing these things with the same people. Is anyone here going to be held responsible? Well, that's that's exactly what we need to do. And this is why I believe we need a 9-11 style commission. Get this out of the bright light of Washington. Let the facts be what they may. Let's get people that are not politically motivated to go through this again. We don't want this to ever happen again. And that's and I certainly respect what we're doing on the House side. Um, Brad Winstrom, a physician, is over there working hard on a COVID origin type of investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, and Comer's got his stuff, and Jordan's got his stuff going on. We're visiting with them, sharing information. Of course, America gave the Democrats the gavel in the Senate, so we cannot lead the charge over here. The, the majority determines what those hearings look like. It's amazing. Um, Senator, thank you for all of your hard work. Um, I know you are... Uh, one of the good guys that is actually trying not to play a game with it, but actually get to the bottom of it. And uh, I'm glad that there's a few people up on the Hill like you. Thank you. You're welcome, Lynn. It's great. I appreciate the voice and opportunity to speak with you and your, your audience. And um, we will get to the bottom of this. We don't want this to ever happen again. Thank you so much. Senator Roger Marshall uh, from Kansas. All right, our sponsor this half hour is the Tuttle Twins. Uh, one of the most important lessons we can teach our kids uh, and something they're not likely to get from public school anymore is uh, this. The government is created by the people uh, to protect our rights, not to come up and create new laws uh, to curb our freedom, but to protect our rights and not infringe upon those rights. That notion has been fading out of the American psyche for decades, but people, thank goodness, are starting to wake up. They're fleeing the blue states because they're getting it. And if you want to help others see, 
If you want your kids to learn this so they won't be fooled in the first place, there's a free book from the Tuttle Twins. This week only, the Tuttle Twins learn about the law. This this week only, time is running out. All you pay for is the shipping. There's also information on the website about how you can get the grown-up version of the book for just a buck. It's a classic, and you and your family should read it. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. One thing we haven't talked about yet, uh, and I'd like to get uh, Bill O'Reilly's thoughts on this maybe tomorrow, um, is uh, the... The settlement with Fox, uh, they have settled for almost a billion dollars, three quarters of a billion dollars. Uh, that is really going to hurt. Uh, I don't know if we know this anymore, but that's a lot of money. You know, when you're talking about the government, not necessarily so. When you're talking about a company, three quarters of a billion dollars is going to make an impact on Fox. But it is better than losing the case. Uh, that would have been much worse. Yeah, I mean, I think there's something to take from that. I think for the whole media, by the way, including people on the left who are cheering this on every step of the way, this would have been very bad for, I think, media organizations generally. I yeah. mean, you don't think that there's a lot of text about from Joy Reid about the stuff that she's saying on the air. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think you want that out in the public. And of course, e- e- while this wasn't a legal win for, uh, for uh, this case, I think there was a, there's a, big incentive now for people to come out and try to take down media organizations they don't like and i don't think that's a positive you can question what whether fox handled all of that stuff right i mean you can certainly get, find well, I quotes mean, that you don't def- like but their defense that i guess and maybe you can help me out on this they were not allowed to use their defense would be we question things the the president of the united states is saying this is true. That's a pretty big reason to cover it. Um, and we didn't know at the time. We didn't necessarily believe it, but, you know, we're covering what the president is saying. Right. And they have text saying they didn't believe it off the air. And they're, they're contrasting that to mostly comments where they, like, there's a couple hosts like Lou Dobbs, for example, who seem to legitimately believe all of the stuff from Sidney Powell. But most of them were just, you know, they brought him on. I mean, Tucker Carlson was famously very skeptical of what yeah. uh, Sidney Powell was He said saying. the same thing we said when we had yeah. her on. Really? Yeah. Well, come, come back. back. You're trying to show us evidence. I yeah. mean, you, you know, you, you keep saying these things. You keep you keep guaranteeing you're going to produce this evidence and you're not doing it. Like, that's a problem. Come back when you have it. Uh, I think that's a totally fair standard. But I mean, I like what they seem to be requesting is a world which everyone acts like, let's say, MSNBC act, act, acted on this. They said, okay, the president is claiming this. These are lies. This is the big lie. Uh, This is terrible. They're horrible people. Do you really want a news media that just makes judgments like that and tells you? uh, Now, look, you might think that all of those things were lies and you might think that all, you know, the election fraud stuff was BS. But like, even if you do, do you really want the media to be prejudging those ideas and giving them 
putting them in a context like that all the time. I don't think that's their job. Their job is to ask questions of people in the news and try to get down to the bottom of it. But like, if they're coming out and saying everything, we all know this is all lies, that's an opinion host. That's what I want out of an opinion Mm -hmm. host. I I don't want that out of a, a news journalist necessarily. I mean, I think that's a well. That's a weird the other thing. This for. isn't the journalists. This is the opinion. So you're walking into opinion places yeah. now. Much of this you know? was. I mean, and Fox, you know, came out and 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 ran news reports debunking a lot of the stuff. I would say that Sidney Powell was saying at the time, or at least attempting to. And that was not a defense. They didn't allow that as a defense. They didn't allow it as a defense to just say, hey, look, the president of the United States is talking about this. It's obviously the biggest issue in the country. We should probably be discussing it. Unless you came out with like visceral denunciation of what they were bringing to the table, you were vulnerable to this. And I don't know that that is a world. I mean, we we see it with with the topic we just talked about. They treated the COVID leak lab leak theory the same way they treated the big lie about the election. They came out and they said it was a lie and they said you should never listen to these people and it's a conspiracy theory and it's terrible. And then that one wound up being like seemingly true. So like you do do is there a lawsuit to be brought on that? I, I don't know. I mean, I just think that like. You need to have a really wide berth for the media to be able to discuss these stories, even if they're wrong on them. You go back to the founding, Glenn, you have documents in the in the museum that talk about how how extensive the allowance was for the media at the beginning. Oh, the 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 founders discussed and argued back and forth that you could be knowingly lying. Yeah, knowingly. knowingly lying about the government. And the government has no place to say you can't say that or you can't say this because sometimes the government might be lying. Sometimes the government may not be lying and you can't have the government be the arbitrator of it. It's got to work itself out. Yeah. So I just, you know, you should never be surprised by the way the media handles these things. Right. Like, but the fact that they cheered this on every step of the way to try to take down their opponent, Fox News, is really short sighted. Oh, so short sighted. Because this is not well, they, they but they also know that Republicans, they're so spineless. They're not going to do anything. They learn. We don't. But they learn. And I think I think it's because we have too many spineless Republicans that agree with them. That we just don't ever get it together. They're committed. Uh, and I, I think they're uh, wrong. I think many of the things they're committed to is it being used by real forces of evil. Um, but they're committed. They, they, don't, they don't stop. We just, oh, geez. Oh, okay. Well, we'll sit down. Yeah, I think that's true at some point. I think that especially with if you're talking about like the general collection of Republicans in Washington, we often do see that happen, of course. But, you know, I mean, you have seen examples of of just individuals on the right coming after the media and winning. I mean, Nicholas Sandman, you know, came out and won. Right. I would like to see what the Republicans are going to do with Dianne Feinstein. Are they going to let her get a replacement for a while or say no? She either shows up or she's gone. Yeah, she steps down completely or yeah. she's gone. Yeah. this is they, they want, you know, she's obviously completely incompetent, but she wants to hold on to this, this Correct. thing until she can come Correct. back. Uh, and they're saying, uh, Republicans, you got to make that exception. No. no. No, no. You don't have to do that. 
don't do it. But let's see how the Republicans react. The old Republicans would go, well, it's only the fair thing to do. No, it's not. No, it's not. Stop compromising your values and the ideals and ideas that created this country. We'll see you tonight, 9 o'clock, Blaze TV. The Glenn Beck Program.